you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 126 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the A's ended up winning four out of five from the Houston Astros. They are done with Houston unless they face it in the postseason. So I'm going to go over standout performances from Thursday's game. I'm going to go over my postseason rotation as we sit right now. And I got some news notes to get you ready for the weekend. Then we'll call it an episode, call it a week, do another four games in three days on Twitter. It'll be fun. So uh, yeah, that's what we got going for you guys today. Uh, But first, before I get into all that stuff, please, if you uh, have not subscribed to the podcast and you like what we do, please subscribe wherever you like podcasts. Also, uh, follow us on social media at LockedOnAce on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions, for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. And just real quick before I get into the uh, the game that was on Thursday, Susan Slosa reported that on Saturday for one of the two games in the doubleheader, we don't know who's starting which one, but uh, I have probables from what I'm gathering. But uh, she said that there are three minor leaguers that could start one of those games. Uh, you got Dalton Jeffries, haven't seen him in the big leagues yet. Paul Blackburn, who we have seen, he's been decent. He hasn't been, you know, bad, but, you know, he could give him some some length. That'd be nice. And then uh, James Caprillion is my bet to probably start the game. He can give him five innings. He's done it already this season. Get him ready for next season. The A's don't necessarily need to win every game from here on out. So the main goal with picking a starter for this game should be setting you up for next season uh, with any of these guys. So whoever you see as your next man up next season with, you know, Mike Fires, uh, probably leaving via free agency, uh, who is most likely to take his spot? And also, who can give you some length because you don't want to kill the bullpen because you got more doubleheaders coming next week. And uh, you, you need to get everybody fresh. So who can give you length? Who do you want to set up for next season? That's what I'm looking for in this decision. Maybe that's too much. Maybe they're just going to be like, yeah, this guy, give him an opportunity too. Maybe it's Dalton Jeffries too. Uh, I will be surprised if it's Paul Blackburn out of those three. Uh, No offense to Paul Blackburn. I just think that the other two guys are probably uh, more solidified rotation pieces moving forward because Paul Blackburn's been here and he hasn't made it yet. So that's all. I mean, that said though, uh, it has taken Chris Bassett some time to work his way into the rotation, become a piece and, uh, you know, he was a long reliever for a while, and now he's, you know, a legitimate rotation piece. Will he make my postseason rotation? Stay tuned. Um, so, yeah, may- maybe that's what they're going with. I don't know. But I, I think that it's probably Caprelli and then Jeffries, then Paul Blackburn in my hierarchy of who would get the, uh, the start on Saturday. We'll see if that's how that comes to fruition. But moving on to Thursday's game against the Astros, the A's ended up winning 3-1. to one. They took 4-5 to five from the Houston Astros. They now have a 6.5 game lead in the AL West with like 18 games to play. The, the Astros have like 16 games to play. The Astros are also facing the Dodgers this weekend for only two games, so we don't get to have too much fun with that series. But uh, it, it really feels like the A's solidified their division lead this week, and it's going to be really hard to, for them to cough this one up unless they go like 500 and the Astros completely dominate and win out almost the A's would have to really fall apart and uh I I hope that doesn't happen (laughs) 
Anyways, let's just talk about the game. Um, got Shamanaya. He went seven innings pitched, which is his uh, most innings in a game this season. He went seven innings, gave up two hits, one run, walked nobody, struck out four. He is now four and two on the season. Remember when we were all totally concerned about Shamanaya? He also only threw 61 pitches. So if Bob Melvin really felt like it, he could have let him keep going, and then pitch the second part of a doubleheader because he was, the Astros just kept swinging early and they were making good contact, but defensive positioning played a big role in this game. Uh, Melissa Lockard tweeted out that, you know, uh, there was a, had been a lot of hard contact on both sides of the ball. Uh, there was some very hard contact on both sides and the defense just kind of kept scooping up the balls. So uh, that was nice. There was a couple of hits like right up the middle, like right past the pitcher that Tommy Lestello was like, hey, I'm playing right behind second base. Here's an out, uh, which in a regular positioning would not have been out. So it worked uh, both ways. So fairly even. It was good. You know, analytics coming into play. Good job, everybody. Um, yeah, so Shamanaya fucking dealt. Good for him. Very excited. Uh, Martin Gallegos of MLB.com tweeted out that he has a 159 ERA with Jonah Haim as his catcher over three starts. So that uh, seems to be a winning combination for those two. He was perfect through five innings, hadn't allowed anything. And then somebody said, hey, he's got like a perfect game going. And then he gave up a couple of hits and that was kind of it for, you know, that part of the game. Uh, Matt Olson went one for three with a home run and a walk. He had a big two run homer in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, ended up being the difference in the game. Good on Matt. That thing had a 45 degree launch angle, which uh, is really high. There, there's no insight on that. It was just really hot. So good on Matt Olson for that one. Uh, also, Mark Canna had been hitless in his previous five games coming into today. But uh, over the last two, he is three for seven. So hopefully that continues as we go into Texas. That would be a great sign. Also, uh, remember Marcus Simeon, he was hitting the crap out of the ball when the A's were last in Texas. So hopefully uh, he gets hot in this series. That would be a lot of fun. And just one final note on the series as a whole, the A's had three pitchers go seven innings. And uh, that's not something that ever happens in baseball anymore. So that was kind of fun. Uh, you had Chris Bassett on Monday. You had Luzardo on Wednesday and then Manaya on uh, Thursday. I mean, th those three guys should be in the rotation. We will see how it all works out. Um, yeah. Speaking of the rotation, though, I'm going to go over my postseason rotation if I had to make it right now. And I am speculating just a little bit with my game one starter. But as I've been saying, I'm putting... Frankie Montas in game one in, you know, in the three game series to start off the playoffs and all that stuff, because I think that you want the veteran right there. And he would, if he's pitching well, he can shut down an offense just as effectively as Jesus Lizardo and maybe go a little bit deeper, maybe not get in his own head as much. Um, I, I don't know what the, it's really, he's a veteran. That's why I have him at number one. Um, number two is Jesus Cesardo, though. So I am going with him as my number two starter. Uh, obviously, th that'd be a great one-two combo if they are both pitching effectively. My number three starter, Shamanaya, if you got Jonah Hyam catching him, he can be effective. And if he's pitching like this, I mean, I know that he did this last year in September, too, where he was dominant for a month and then he got to the wild card game and gave up a lead, lead off home run and all that stuff wasn't great 
But I do think that if he's not facing, you know, the other team's ace like he was facing uh, Charlie Morton in that wildcard game, and if the A's stay lined up with the Twins, he'd be facing like uh, Michael Pineda or uh, Randy Dobnak, who's a ground ball pitcher, and he's been a rookie and good, but I think he's slacked off a little bit the last couple of starts. Um, or uh, Rich Hill, I, if he's healthy, I, I don't actually know. Those are their other three pitchers. So outside of uh, Jose Barrios and uh, Kenta Maeda. So against one of those three pitchers, I think that Sean Manaya, even if he's not, you know, Thursday's Sean Manaya has a legitimate shot of keeping the A's in that game. It depends on the bats a little bit. So that's all you really need is somebody who's going to keep you in the game against whoever you're going against. And I think that he can do that from the three hole right there. Number four is going to be controversial, but I have reasoning. Stick with me. Number four, I got Mike Fires, And this is partially not this is like an added bonus to my reasoning but this is partially because he wanted to start the last two wild card games in the last two seasons didn't get that opportunity i'm sure that that has like a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth so you give him a start in the playoffs and he'd probably show up a little bit for that and you know be invigorated by that and you know be competitive and all that stuff and that's a nice added bonus but i think that my actual reasoning is Chris Bassett has been a reliever in the past, and if you throw him into the bullpen, he becomes a very effective piece for the A's in the postseason working out of the bullpen. If he's going to be the fourth starter anyway, why not just use him in the bullpen? He gives the team a little bit more flexibility. If you use Mario Petit, and I know that it's been like three games, so it's not like Petit's broken or anything like that, but if he has a struggle or something like that, then you have a backup plan ready in place in the bullpen, and Chris Bassett, he's been pretty good this season, actually. And uh, sure, I would like him in the rotation in a perfect world, but I think that he could be utilized a little bit better in the bullpen. So that's where my rotation uh, comes into play there. So I got Frankie Montas, Jesus Suzardo, Sean Manaya, and then Mike Fires. That's my four. You throw Bassett in the bullpen. I like that. Uh, I like that staff a little bit. That, that'd be okay. But what do you think about that staff? Let me know on Twitter at locked on A's on Twitter. Uh, I am also at by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, Tweet at either one of those accounts. I'll get back to you. We'll have a conversation about the A's playoff rotation. Uh, there's been a lot of similar ones that I've gotten replies to. Some of them have uh, Luzardo at one, Montas at two. I, I'm good with either one, honestly. But I like the idea of the veteran taking game one and going from there. Um, just real quick before I uh, throw it to the second segment. The Seattle Mariners didn't play today. But they gained ground because the A's won, and now they are two games back of the Houston Astros. Keep an eye on that one. Hopefully, they can continue to make ground. They have a three-game set against Arizona coming up this weekend. The Houston Astros have two games in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. So, I mean, let's see what happens. In a perfect world, the Astros get swept, so they lose two. The Mariners take three from Arizona. And the Mariners have a half a game lead coming in the next week with two weeks to play. That would be a lot of fun. Let's make it happen. Uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to go over uh, probable starters for the weekend in Texas and uh, do the you know a truncated West Watch because there was only one game. So I uh, got that coming up for you guys. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors added to their catalog. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, 
carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also still have their original 12 flavors, so if you ordered from Bill Bar before, you know what the deal is coming up. And you already know how good these bars are. They are soft, chewy protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are a good time. They are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So if you're wondering how you can get your hands on some of these amazing flavors, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, enter code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. All you got to do, go to BuiltBar.com, enter code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off your first order. You can choose whatever box you want you get ten dollars off and you get ten dollars off and you get ten dollars off it's great also you get a free cooler with purchase you get a little cooler for your little bars you can keep them nice and cool because that's great and you can carry them around the house because we're not allowed to leave because of smoke and uh you know quarantine and everything so uh life's fun but you get a cooler and that makes life better so go to builtbar.com get yourself a cooler enter code locked on get ten dollars off and get some bars from builtbar.com Welcome back to Locked On A's. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. You can follow the show at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. But let's get right into it. Uh, the A's start a series with the Texas Rangers on Friday night at 5 o'clock local time. You got Mike Fires going for the A's. Luis Garcia is going to be the starter in the game for the Rangers, but he's only going to be pitching like an inning. He's going to be uh, preempting Jordan Lyles, who should be getting the bulk of the uh, the duties right there. Had <laughs> duties. Uh, <laughs> I was watching Wreck-It Ralph, and so that's why I found that funny. Not because I'm immature. It's because of, you know, kids' movies. But anyways, Jordan Lyles, he's uh, not been pitching well year. He is 1-4 with an 8.07 ERA. He has only struck out 22 in 35 innings pitched. His last few uh, outings have not been great. He's allowed 4-6, and 3-5, and five, and uh, the real stinker came against Seattle. He allowed 8-4. and four. So, I think that they're, if the bats come to play, they should be able to take advantage of, you know, these two guys right here. That'd be nice. Uh, Mike Fires has been pitching pretty well lately. I mean, he hasn't been dominant, but he's been, you know, five, six innings, giving up two, three runs, something like that. On his little stretch like this, though, he did uh, face the Rangers in Texas on August 26th. He went six innings, gave up three hits, one unearned run, and struck out seven. So, I mean, it, the Rangers haven't been able to hit all season. So as long as the A's don't let them explode on offense without doing it on their own, then they should be okay this entire series. So you got uh, that. That's the matchup for Friday. The doubleheader is a big question mark. We don't know two of the starters for sure, but we're going to probably see Chris Bassett because he started on Monday. He'd be on regular rest. So Chris Bassett starting one of the games. Colby Allard is starting the other, or he'll be starting with one of the Rangers games. They still have a TBD. The A's technically have the TBD, but it's one of the minor leaguers that I talked about. You know, uh, Dalton Jeffries, James Caprillion, or uh, Paul Blackburn. One of those guys. And then on Sunday pitchers that we're both very familiar with. Lance Lynn, of course, he's facing the A's, so maybe they can get a couple of runs on him. That'd be great. And also, it should be a good test. Uh, Montas is going up against Lance Lynn, so Lance Lynn not going to allow that much in his own right, so Montas is going to have to match him. Should be a nice opportunity to show if he has improved what we're seeing, you know, what we're going to get in the playoffs. So hopefully he has, in fact, turned a corner and uh, we can, you know, start banking on slotting him into the game one spot. Maybe I don't know. That'd be great. Um, so that's what I'm looking for from this series. Uh, as for the West Watch in general, I already said that the Mariners didn't play and they're only two games back at the Houston Astros. That is the goal now. Uh, the A's should win the West. 
We need to get the Mariners in the second place. That's my new goal. Go M's. I mean, I would include the Angels in this whole thing too, but uh, they've been disappointed me too many times. But they did win on Thursday. They beat the Rangers. Of course, it was the Rangers. Uh, 6-2. to Dylan Bundy is still pitching like friggin' Dylan Bundy. He went seven and a third innings pitch, gave up four hits, two runs, walked one, struck out 12. Man, Dylan Bundy. Uh, if they can get some other pitching around him, uh, they might be decent next year. I don't know if they're ever going to be good, but they might be decent as opposed to, what's their record now? Uh... 18 and 27. This team has Mike Trout and nobody else. I mean, they have other players too, but they just don't have pitching. So anyways, onto the scoring. Uh, Jared Walsh, he was playing first base for the Angels on Thursday. He went two for four with three RBI and a run scored. He struck out once and one of those hits and all three of those RBI came on a first inning three run homer. Good for uh, Jared Walsh on that one. That was a game-winning three-run home run in the top of the first inning. So uh, that's what it feels like facing the Rangers right now, I think, is score a couple of runs and you're like, hey, we win. That, that's it. This is easy. So just don't allow that many runs or just score a bunch yourselves. It's one of those two things. It's not that hard to beat the Rangers right now. Um, uh Kyle Gibson, he is now 1-5. He got the loss. He went 5 and 2 thirds innings pitched, gave up 10 hits, walked 3, gave up 5 earned, and he, uh, he struck out 3. So, you know, not, not a great stat line for him. Mike Trout also homered in this game. He uh, went deep in the fifth inning off of Kyle Gibson, and that is his 16th home run of the season. I'm pretty sure that he's leading baseball in home runs. It's like it was him and Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I think that Fernando is still playing as I record, but yeah, uh, Mike Trout, Apparently, he's a home run leader now. He doesn't do that very often. That's He's too good. We need, he needs to stop. <laughs> All right, so that is, uh, that's that game. I, I think I covered the shit out of that one. So with the win, as I said before, the Angels are 18 and 27. They are now 10 and a half games back of the A's. The Rangers with the loss, they are 15 and 28. They've lost basically every game since uh, unwritten rules gate. They are 12 and a half games back of the A's. And I'm not joking. They're, they're like four and like, 18, 4, 19, something like that since Unwritten Rules Gate. The Rangers tanked at that moment because their manager is uh, outdated and kind of a jerk. So good on them. Um, as for the postseason standings, they have not been updated yet. So I don't know if I'm doing this right. Uh, nothing really changed except for the Indians lost their game. So now the Twins are up in their position, which was fourth play or fourth seed, because uh, they are now second in their own division, and now the Indians are the seventh seed, and that is a much less fun matchup for the A's. So maybe they need to get first place. I, I oh man, th this second seed is gonna really get screwed over with the way the playoff seeds are, because all three teams that are in the AL Central right now are better than whoever else is in the middle right there with the Astros and uh, like Blue Jays. All three of those teams should be, you know, four through five or whatever, uh, four through six. Um, and so pushing one of them to seventh and having the second seed face them, not going to be fun whatsoever for whoever gets them. So hopefully the A's finish first or third and uh, don't have to deal with all that. That would be wonderful. And then maybe like the Blue Jays sneak up or no, sorry, not the Blue Jays. The Orioles like sneak up and take the Yankees spot. And then uh, if they're the first seed, they can just face the Orioles. That'd be wonderful as long as they don't lose to the Orioles in the playoffs. Uh, that, that would not be fun, but anyways, uh, I'm rambling. I'm going to get out of here, but everybody have a great weekend. Uh, we got lots of A's baseball. I'll be live tweeting all the games so you can follow us at locked on A's on Twitter or, and, and, or on Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And, uh, if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com. 
So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys on Monday.